If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are wishing you a happy poly days, part two, colon, this time it's personal, where we're going to be sharing some of our personal holiday stories with you, uh, as well as playing some fun games such as Two Truths and a Lie, Bible Edition with Emily, um, and uh, also talking about some practical things about introducing your partners and your family to each other. Uh, yeah, the so, people weren't expecting when they fired up the Multi-Amory podcast all about alternative relationships that they'd be getting some Bible trivia. No, but, but you will. Hell, I didn't folks. expect it. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if it's going to be real Bible trivia, but here we are. Yeah, well, two out of every three is going to be true, and one is okay. going to be a lie. But we'll we'll get to that later. Depending on your definition of true, but that's for another podcast. <sighs> Yeah. Multi theology with Dedeker Winston. That's some deep shit right <laughs> there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, you guys. Yeah, let's <laughs> hop into this. So the holidays or mm-hmm. the poly days or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, uh, just to be honest with all you listeners, um, we're all kind of on edge because we've all been like fighting with our significant others. Sometimes yeah. multiple significant others. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Um, and it's not fun. It's really not fun. Um, and that kind of got us started on this discussion about the, the holiday times in general. Um, about how, yes, there is this whole cultural narrative about how this time is supposed to be really happy and warm and It's bright the most wonderful time of the year. And <laughs> comfort and joy. You know, uh-huh. all those tidings of comfort and joy. When oh in God. reality, like, Look people are so stressed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I... Yeah, sorry, do you want to go, Emily? No, no, just when, I mean, for me, especially, like, you know, I work two jobs, and I just added another job, which is caroling for the holidays onto it, and mm-hmm. that, like, takes up every single weekend, and but, then I work during the week, so but that basically just, I work seven days a week during the holidays. That doesn't just fill you with Christmas cheer, though, every time you carol? I mean, it I know, you're in, like, the does. most Christmassy job ever, you're caroling. I know, like, does that, I love Does caroling. not all the Christmas... The Christmas tidings of peace and you know Wait. goodwill towards men, not balance out. <laughs> wow, Tedeker, you you're no doing well. God, <laughs> Christian people must know all the all the lyrics to all the Christmas songs. Yeah, but no, I mean mm-hmm. it's uh, it's nice because it, I just I have a lot going on and therefore we don't have a lot of time to like spend with our loved ones. So that's yeah. challenging sometimes because you have to work in order to afford all those gifts for people. Yeah. yeah, that whole like thing, I, and especially if you are Polly and you have to buy gifts for multiple people. Yeah, for <laughs> meaningful like gifts for multiple people. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just just earlier today, actually, I had an appointment with my chiropractor, who's amazing. Also, Emily's chiropractor. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he is. Like miracle worker. But it'd been a while since Seriously. I'd been, um, and I was, you know, came in. He's like, "How you been doing?" I'm like, "Well." 
things feel a little bit out of place. I've been kind of getting these headaches and, you know, I feel really tight or whatever. And so he went in and like started cracking things and adjusting things and whatever. And just kind of right away, he's like, yeah, you're, you're real tense. And he's like, I've been actually seeing a lot of this lately with the holidays coming up. Like a lot of people are very stressed and a lot of people are not drinking enough water because it's winter time and you don't think about drinking water as much in the winter time as you do in the summer. Um, but just, yeah, and, I, and it kind of, when he said that, it sort of clarified something I'd been sort of realizing for a little while, which was just that um, this past, I don't know, I don't want to say a whole month, but since like a little bit before Thanksgiving, I have just felt this kind of like tension across my mm-hmm. shoulders of just this like, and it's not about something specific, like I, I'm not worried about specific some specific family thing i'm not specifically worried about something with a partner or something but there's just this sense of like stress and i don't know if it's something that i'm picking up off of like the world it feels like it was it's kind of the same way that like when the holidays hit in all their splendor in all their crazy commercial splendor like you Mm -hmm. can't escape it like you cannot escape it it doesn't matter like what holiday it is that you celebrate or if you celebrate the holidays at all like you just cannot escape it um like it's i'm here like i'm here in istanbul right now and this is a muslim country um mm-hmm. like christmas is not really a huge thing however there are christmas decorations everywhere really and the ju- and the justification is like well it's leading up to new years cuz that is the big holiday right. um mm. but it's like even over here i can't escape the christmasiness even in like a freaking muslim country um yeah wow. and <laughs> So I don't know, like, maybe that's part of it. Like, maybe there is something about osmosis where it's, like, even if you're heading into the holidays, like, feeling pretty good, like, I got enough money for gifts, and, like, I'm on good relationships, you know, with my family, um, I got my plans all set, it's all going to be great, but there's still this, like, collective angst around the holidays that I think is actually really hard to escape from. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are actually single during this time, it's super hard because... The holidays are often so much about, like, being with family and being with loved ones. And if you're single, then maybe you're not going to be experiencing that, which I think we'll try to we'll kind of get into. But sometimes if you're with someone but not able to spend the holidays with them, that also can be like a really challenging thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's related to what we're talking about, where there's like I, I know that in monogamous relationships, there's still that thing of like, oh, it's the holidays Mm-hmm. Are we both going to go to one family or another? Are we going to go yeah. to our own families? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Right? Yeah. And that's definitely yeah. come up for me in, like, pretty much all of my serious monogamous relationships in the for past. For sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with polyamory, it's kind of that, again, like, it, it's the same thing again. Sometimes... It's the negotiation process. Right. Sometimes yeah. even more so about, um, you know, just kind of what are you gonna do like for example to make it personal we did promise to be personal in this episode (laughs) yeah um i get to see dedeker this Mm -hmm. week for a week uh and then she's going up to spend the actual christmas and new year's with her family with her mom um and so we're talking already about like okay well when are we going to do our christmas like what's that going to be like what are going to be the events in that and luckily for us yeah. one of those events is going to see emily carol at disneyland so it's yeah. going to be so like so we're going to profit yeah, it's, off it's of be emily's awesome. 
Emily's <laughs> Emily's being suffering. forced to bring us the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I am yeah. happy to do that to both of you. Right, Please. but like we're we're excited about that, but it is like we're not spending Christmas together. We're not spending New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like, right? My New yeah. Year's kiss is not going to be dedicated. Right? Aww. So that's yeah. that is a, a thing that we're kind of trying to plan around and plan other events. So that we feel like we've done something special during the holidays, even if we're not spending those actual days together. Yeah. I think my New Year's kiss is going to be my mom. <laughs> I think because you guys will be <laughs> like, at a, just, I'm, a meditation I'm going to be on a meditation retreat. Yeah, I'm going to be totally off the grid in silence wow. on New Year's. Wow. Um, and, like, yeah. I'm not going to grab a nun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although. <laughs> Although. Yeah. That would be pretty hot. Be though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if hot is the word for it. I don't know if hot yeah, is the word for I'm, it. I'm um, joking. Yeah. I don't know. You haven't you haven't seen the nuns at this monastery yet, so who knows? You're right. You're right. Good well, point. actually, I have. I have been on retreats with these nuns before. Um, oh. Okay. So. Well, okay. Never mind. I don't know. Anytime I've been on retreat, they're not, they're not particularly sexual retreats, so... <laughs> right. That doesn't seem like the Buddhist thing. Really. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Anyway, mm. let's get back to the holidays, shall we? Yes. 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 Let's talk about that. Um, all right. So, uh, right, like the holidays are filled with this this emotional intensity, right? There's there's just sort of figuring out your travel plans for the holidays, which partners you're going to spend time with. We talked about that a little bit more last year in our Happy Poly Poly Days episode. If you want to go back and check that out, um, but there's you know there's the stress of buying gifts for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking for myself, because I still need to do that. Um, right? There's the gift buying stress. There's dealing with your family, if that's not, like, the easiest of things. I know a lot of my friends and loved ones, like, being with your family is not, like, this relaxing, warm Norman Rockwell thing, right? It's yeah. it's a little stressful. You might love your family, but it's still a little stressful because it's not your life. It's, like, this this other life you have with your family. There's also yeah. a lot of, like... I mean, there's also just the fact that there's so much tradition surrounding the holidays, and that can be good tradition or bad tradition, as in it could be, like, our tradition is, like, we have to have X number of family members at the table for dinner, and, like, if you're Mm. late or if you want to bring someone, like, I'm going to be super stressed out about it, and I'm, like, I'm your mother, and I'm going to emotionally blackmail you. Um, This is Uh, is not... Are you speaking from experience No, I am not. Uh I I was just about to give the disclaimer. Uh I am not speaking from experience, I promise. Uh, that was totally an abstract example. My mother's yep. actually quite gracious around the holidays, uh-huh. um, or but it could or it could be something of like the tradition of is that whenever I'm with my family, the holidays have always sucked. Like, and right. so that's how it is every year, and that's what I'm expecting. You know, mm-hmm. um, even though that's not like an established tradition, but that's just like what the trend has been. Um, yeah, right. So it's kind of like. Yeah, it's just the fact that there's so much history and so much personal history that you have to revisit every single year. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, like, it, like, of course, it's going to bring up some kind of angst. Yeah. Well, and so what the three of us, like we were saying earlier, have been finding is that this has led to some, some stress with our partners. Um, you know, maybe a little bit with each other, although actually that hasn't been so bad this year. Uh, but... You know, with our with our other what, partners. You mean like between the three of us? Between the three of us, yeah. But like with each yeah. with each no, of no, our we ain't fighting. I mean, we we like squabble at each other pretty much at every single meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just true. because. So maybe yeah. we're just but used that's just to always. We love each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so used to that level of arguing and, and squabbling yeah. that we don't even notice. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But with our other partners, we do. 
because there's that those stresses about the holidays and and it's and it's even if it's not something specific like I was saying with my visit to the chiropractor it's not like something specific I'm stressed about there's just this general sense of being a little bit tense being a little bit stressed being a little bit um kind of holding it together really hard in that yeah. you know well, tensing Jace, those muscles you were saying that like all, well statistically a lot of relationships end like in january february mm, yeah. yeah sorry well, for sorry everybody christmas this is like valentine's day? bad is prediction here but true? yeah but between christmas and valentine's day is the sort of statistically the most common time to break up um, is it because of like how nasty you've been to each other over the holidays? Well, it's one of those things know. with with you know I, I remember I learned about this statistic like ten years ago or something, and I don't remember where it was from, so please go like verify this for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. but there wasn't you know th- with stuff like this, there's a correlation. We don't know what the causation is, mm-hmm. right? We can make guesses mm-hmm. about like, well, maybe some people want to break up, but they don't want to do it before the holidays, so they wait. But they don't want to have to do Valentine's Day, so they break up before that. Or, um, you know, maybe it is the stress of the holidays. We were saying, like, maybe you're just, like, such a jerks to each other during the holidays that it's like, well, this isn't going to work out. Or maybe it's that thing of, like, you spend time with your family. And Mm. I know for some of my friends, this is more of a thing than others. but, But some people, you know, they'll spend time with their families and come away from that being like, well, my current relationship doesn't look like my mom and dad do, so mm-hmm. it must not be the one. Uh, again, I'm, I'm kind of speaking more about my more monogamously minded friends, um, mm-hmm. but right, like those are all things. They're all factors there, mm-hmm. right? Whatever yeah. it is, or maybe like they got along terribly with my family. What am I doing? Right? There's there's a whole mm-hmm. lot of options yeah. for interesting. What could lead to that? I, I'm not sure. Here's an interesting thing that I would like to find out, though, is if this statistic holds true for poly relationships or if this is only true for monogamous relationships. Because I do feel like poly relationships have sort of different... uh, How do I say this? Like, breakups are very different. Um, Well, and there's a little more fluidity, like a little more understanding between time constraints. There's some more middle grounds. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I would be curious to see, like, how how these statistics stacked up in poly relationships. Unfortunately, yeah. once again, not a ton of research about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, that actually, speaking of poly researchers, that does bring us to our friend, mm-hmm. Dr. Elizabeth Sheff. Yes, indeed. Or Eli Sheff, as she likes to be called. Um, and this is about when you're going to be home for the holidays. And you're going to see your family... There could be this temptation to say, you know what? Maybe this Christmas I'm going to come out to my family mm. about being Polly. And I guess we'd like to suggest maybe don't do that. Uh, and this is some advice that we got from Eli Chef yeah. like a year and a half ago or something when we were talking with her. And she, um, for those of you who don't know, Eli Chef is a researcher who is not Polly herself or like doesn't identify as Polly herself but um, has been and is fascinated with polyamory and studies it professionally, like as a scientist. Um, and so she's got a lot of really useful info about that. She works as a, an expert witness, like on um, child custody cases and stuff like that. Um, for people fighting for custody of their children, she'll come in to kind of be this expert witness about like, hey, this is what polyamory is. 
and you can trust me because I'm not someone who's poly necessarily, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. a certain uh, validity to that. But anyway, this is something that she talked about, is that idea of, like, you know, holidays and other people's weddings are maybe not the time to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's like, it's anything where, where the day is about something that is not you. Right. Yeah. Basically. Probably not and the, that by the coming out, you yeah. are kind of making it about you. Well, yeah. and again, like, for your parents or whomever, it's definitely also going to be a stressful time. So, like, adding to that stress is probably not the best thing. That's a great point. Well, but it's that everyone else yeah. is stressed like though. you are. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um it's difficult, though, because, you know, I think what I see a lot of people feeling is, like, if they feel like they want to be able to bring a different partner home mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the holidays, or yeah. two partners home for the holidays, or yeah. they want to go to a different partner's family for the holidays, and having mm-hmm. to explain that, that you get into the situation of, like, well, shoot, yeah. <laughs> you know, how do yeah. I pull this off but not lie about it? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, the best suggestion I would give would be to be able to try to come out before that is the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, ideally, you're thinking about this ahead of time about, like, oh, like, actually, I think I want to bring this other partner back home. So that means I'm going right. to have to kind of be open about who this other partner is. Um, Given ideally, that, that talk that happens. This episode is coming out on December 20th. Might be yeah. a little too late for that right now. But just something to think yeah. about. Like, if there's a way to not, maybe wait. Um, because... We've talked about before this like coming out is something you want to take time with, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that the holidays, like and we're it's saying, also, it's is going a, to take time. It's not going to be right. one conversation and then done. Exactly, yeah. it's an ongoing conversation, and it might be nice to do that. Perhaps let me just throw this out here: What if coming out could be like a New Year's resolution kind of thing? Hmm. Like I'm going to resolve that. Kind of make your plan for coming out right, that's like part of your New Year's right, thing. rather than doing it at the holidays say like during this year you know say like over the next three months like i'm going to come out to all of my family and like realize there's going to be that time if if you've decided that coming out is the right choice for you and that that you're in a safe place to do that right big big caveat there um anyway just just a thought yeah (laughs) i'm into that i'm into that Mm -hmm. um man i haven't brought anybody home for the holidays in like centuries i feel i went home with josh's family last year and that was good yeah but that was more like you know just very normal the normal, normal circumstances the <laughs> i mean yeah. i haven't been home for the holidays myself in like three years yeah i'm, um, I'm this year i'm caroling both on the 24th and the 25th so the yeah. actual day is like i'm not gonna be even in this house so yeah. that's kind of stressful right. yeah I'm also. I'm not going to be home for the holidays either. I'm. I'm staying here. Going to do oh, some are, sort okay. of friends. Friends Christmasing. Friends miss. Sweet. Some friends. That'll be cool. Friends miss. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Here's okay. Hang on. I have a question though because like yes, as we said at the beginning of this, that you know we're told that the holidays are all warm and magical and light and good and positive. I mean, was that just because like that was the impression we got as children? Is because I mean, when you're a kid, like it is freaking awesome. Like everyone's shoving sugar down your throat and giving you presents. Yeah, yeah and you get to like be off of school. It's fucking yeah, exactly. And great. you're off of school, and yeah, like is that why? Yeah, 
I will say I'm super stoked about Holiday from Work, which which I actually get this year, and I haven't oh, gotten yeah. mm-hmm. in years before. So like that yeah. that part, I am excited nice. to get to have. Yes, for sure. And I have to say, I'm ex- like I'm excited to go home to my family for the holidays because of the fact that I have a niece and nephew who are oh, you know, so seven and five. They're they're still of Santa believing age. Yeah, and that's so, lovely. Like, vicariously through them, I get to try to mm-hmm. recapture the magic of Christmas from my own childhood. Um, yeah. yeah. Which maybe is healthy, maybe it's not healthy. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, that'll either. be lovely. I don't know either. But but Dedeker, please promise me if your little cousin sings any more songs N- and plays her and little nephew. guitar, send that shit to me because that was fucking adorable. I still think about that song, and that was from like two years ago. <laughs> so about like, her song to the cat. Her song to the cat. It was so good. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. Please share those things with me. Um. Okay. But like, okay, let's can, can we get can we try to get a little bit personal about the holidays? Even more personal, even, even more more personal, even more more personal. What you what, got? What, what do you, you want to? What? Come on, come huh? on! I'm gonna be like Monique here. Well, come on! <laughs> you did say that you wished you could you could. I do wanted that. to be able to do that. So come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess so. So, like, our, our next topic we wanted to talk about is introducing family members to partners, um, and. Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't like used the holidays as a way to introduce a new partner, um, but I do think we all have experience bringing partners. You know, since being poly, uh, bringing partners home to mm-hmm. to meet our family or meeting our partner's family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I just kind of wanted to talk about that for a second because that, for a lot of people, I think is sort of a terrifyingly stressful situation of um you know of of not only the idea of meeting someone else's parents but having your parents meet your partner yeah. right that and, and i guess here's let me this might be a little controversial you guys can feel free to argue with me if you want um okay. i feel like if your partner is meeting your family for the first time and you're not a little terrified, I think you should rethink it a little bit. Like, if you yourself are not a little bit terrified about your partner meeting your family. Right. If you're like, whatever, my family's great, everything's fine, my partner should chill, maybe rethink that a little bit. Because there's a lot of factors here, and I think that some people can kind of romanticize their own families a little bit. Of course, yeah. Kind of think of them as a little infallible. Uh, Yeah. So just to kind of go in and be like, uh, I guess I like I'm trying not to be like super negative about this, and I don't know why this is where I'm going right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I feel like my impulse is to try to like combat that with positivity of trying to be like, (laughs) yeah, I get that, but you don't want to just project like that things are going to be terrible because families like horses can smell fear. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) they can smell fear uh, and and blood. They are like sharks as well as horses. They're like shorses. Um. That was the worst mixed metamor- metaphor you've ever fucking made. Mixed oh metamor. Now there's an interesting. There's an interesting concept. Okay, bring it back on. Come on. Come right. Okay. On. Okay. Okay. Bring, okay. Bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is not to go in thinking like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Because yeah, like you're going to make it terrible if you go in expecting that. But yeah. um, what I mean is to just if you feel like you're going to go in and you don't need to 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 kind of help 
prepare your partner for that or prepare your family for that. Like, I know both in my own experiences and also in, you know, experiences of friends and other partners, like you can bring someone home and you might, you know, you might be worried about them making a good impression on your family. And then your family is the one that doesn't make a good impression on them. Uh, sure. Because you For didn't sure. take yeah. that time to be like, hey, family, this person's important. Like, here's some way that some ways like, that don't you be can... a dick. Well, not just don't be a dick, but like, here's some things about them you should know that will help you to like start a conversation and help them feel included. Mm-hmm. Um, or I suppose um, based on some more recent experiences that I've had to even say, hey, family or friends. This is a person who's important to me, and they're really not comfortable in social situations. So hmm. maybe don't try to make small talk with them, right? Like, like one partner, if you don't try to make maybe, small maybe talk more. with them, would be terrible. And another one, that might be what they want. But you know yeah. what I mean? This is like what you can do to help sort of facilitate that. Yeah. Is, is kind of yeah, trying to... Yeah, I do things to- like that. Like, just tell people, like, just so you know, this person is just, like, really quiet and really shy. So, like... Doesn't mean so that it's they're not personal. Don't, yeah. don't be offended. Yeah. yeah don't right. think that, like, they don't like you or anything like that. Right. Sure. Things like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, for a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Awesome. All right. Are we ready for this, guys? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So can I just give a little preamble? Um, Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, can we explain what Two Truths and a Lie is, just in case not everyone knows this game? Okay. So, okay. First, I'll explain the game. Then Mm -hmm. I'll explain the specific premise of our game. Yes. So the game, Two Truths and a Lie, pretty straightforward, is that you tell someone three facts or three snippets or three anecdotes mm-hmm. two of them are truthful and one of them is not truthful one of mm-hmm. them is made up and the person has to guess which one is the lie is the lie so now we're playing bible edition for a couple of reasons um it's christmas one of them being that it's christmas <laughs> another of them being that Jason and I were raised Christian. Um, we don't identify as Christian anymore. However, we have do have a lot of collective nostalgia slash PTSD 
surrounding mm-hmm. our Christian upbringing. Mm-hmm. Emily, on the other hand, was not brought up Christian. Emily was brought up what? Just a- straight up atheist? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Just like bliss- blissfully atheist? Yeah. Um, it was like, and yeah, no. We noticed this phenomenon that if Jason and I made any references from the Bible, you know, we'd usually have to explain it to Emily. But then we started realizing, like, we can make up anything because the Bible has some crazy shit in it. And you really maybe wouldn't be able to know what is actually from the Bible and what is just something that we made up. So that's what we're bringing to you guys today, mostly for our own entertainment. um, But hopefully it's a little bit entertaining to you guys as well. The Bible (laughs) edition of Two Truths and a Lie starring Emily as the victim. There will be okay. three rounds. Okay. Um, is there like a prize if she gets? Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to have to figure we? that out because I think I deserve a prize. I yeah. think I deserve a prize. That would be pretty good. I mean, okay, I think if she loses, then like okay. when we go see her sing Christmas carols, we're I have to buy you to... a round of drinks. If she loses, okay. okay. Otherwise, okay. I have to buy both of you a drink. Okay. Or, uh-huh. And then um, if I win, then you buy me a drink, which you Hopefully should buy me anyway. Yeah, we'll buy you that anyway. Kind of You're caroling yeah, for yeah. us. So, um, so an extra drink. Yeah. Yeah, no, what would. It's got to be something better than that. Hmm, I don't know. Okay, maybe. How about this? How about those of you listening, uh, you know, depending how this goes, um, tweet at us at Multiamory. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us a message on Facebook, or if you're already in the invite only Patreon group, uh, put a message in there. We'll talk about what we think either Emily should win or we should win for the outcome of this game. Oh, God. Okay. okay. I'm so nervous. Okay. Let's All do right. this. Okay. You ready for round one? Round yeah. one. Ding, ding. So, round one has to do specifically, you know, with the events surrounding the birth of Christ. And do you want to okay. alternate, so. Deads? Is that the plan? Hmm? Do you want to alternate things? <sighs> sure. Yeah? Okay. Does that work? <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, what, can I start? Yeah, go ahead. So first? Okay, all right. Here's round one. Thing number one. Joseph, the husband of Mary, was planning to divorce Mary once he learned that she was pregnant and it wasn't his. But an angel came to him in his sleep and told him not to do that. <laughs> That's thing number one. Okay. Okay. Thing number two. <laughs> Thing number two. So, not as well known, Mary had a cousin named Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was much older. She was an older lady. However, an angel came to Elizabeth and told her that she was going to have a baby. <laughs> Emily's already crying. Yeah. Don't cry, Emily. It's okay. Oh my god, this is it's so okay. hard. Okay, so so an angel comes to Mary's cousin Elizabeth and says, You're gonna have a baby. Okay. Now an angel also comes to Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah, and says, Hey, your wife is gonna have a baby. And Zachariah's like, Are you kidding me? My wife is old as shit. There's no way she's gonna have a baby. Okay. To punish Zachariah for disbelieving, he was struck with madness. And he had to wander in the wilderness like an animal until his baby was born, who who grew up to be John the Baptist. Okay. okay. So that's, that's thing okay. number two. Okay. All right. And now thing number three is that it is not actually clear how many wise men or kings there were um, that, that came to visit the little baby Jesus. Yeah. Even though the song is like, We Three Kings. We Three Kings. Right. 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 But... All we do know is that there were three gifts. That the gifts were frankincense, gold, and Emily? 
Myrrh. We three kings of Orient. Frankincense. We traverse so far, field and fountain, moor and mountain, wandering yonder star. Oh. No, okay. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh were the three gifts, but we do not actually know how many kings or wise men there were. Okay, those are the three things. Which one of those three is the lie? To do a to do a yeah. quick recap, mm-hmm. it's that you know Joseph was going to divorce Mary once he uh-huh. learned that she was pregnant. But then with a baby an angel, kids, but an angel told him not to. Mm-hmm. Second one, that Mary's cousin Elizabeth was going to have a baby. Um, her husband didn't believe it, and so okay. he was punished by uh, the angel struck him with madness, and he had to wander around until okay. his baby was born. Okay. Third one being that we don't know the actual number of of wise men. Could have been two. Okay. Could have been two hundred. We just know that there were three gifts. Oh my god um this is super super hard for those of um, you playing along at home tweet your answers in now i think that the middle one is true because i've heard of maybe a zachariah before and mad things and old bitches barren babies <laughs> um the divorce thing at the beginning i was like i don't know maybe but like divorce did that like was that a thing back in like bc and shit who the fuck knows <laughs> like the last one i mean why would they say we three kings if there weren't three right i think that is a lie so to confirm is that your final answer is that, yeah, i is think that your final so answer? yeah I'm sorry, Emily, you're not correct. (laughs) What was the right one? The lie was actually the second one. Are you Um, fucking kidding me? Well, here's how we got you. There are truths in it. Mary did have a cousin, Elizabeth, who was an older woman, who did have a baby at an older age, and the angels told her that, and they visited her husband. The difference is that they struck him mute, not mad. So he didn't wander in the wilderness... But he instead was not able to speak that, until his son. Okay. That did happen. In the Old Testament, that happened to King Nebuchadnezzar, that he was struck with madness and had to wander in the wilderness. This was kind of a so mashup. I just, just kind of mixed, yeah. mixed. I just needed a, a Bible to know. Yeah. I needed yeah. to know the difference. Like, I would I know, have I know. never known that. was a hard that. one. It was a hard one. I know. It's a hard one. Okay. okay. But yes, okay. no, Joseph was, the Bible says Joseph was planning to quietly divorce Mary. What a um, dick. But then he didn't. He was a good guy at the end of the day. Yeah. Good job, Joe. Good job, um, Joey boy. Okay, okay. Are you ready for round two? Next one. Yes, I'm okay. so ready. I'm round not two. ready, but I'm so ready. <laughs> round two. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'll okay. do this first one. Yeah. Okay, so this one, this one's like the personal edition of yeah. Christmas trivia. This one's personal. This is about me and Dedeker. This is not actually about Jesus. Okay, ready? Yeah. Number one. Oh, God. Thing number one. Dedeker has played the Virgin Mary in a Christmas play twice. Once at the age of five... And again, at the age of 14. How could she not look at her? Right? So virginal. <laughs> yeah. Little did they know what she would turn into. Mary, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? Okay. Go okay. ahead, Dedeker. Okay. Okay, so thing number two. Jace's very first acting role was playing Jesus, the baby Jesus, in a nativity play. And follow-up trivia, he pooped in his diaper while playing that role. I really hope that happened. (laughs) Okay. Thing number three. The Dedeker and Jace went to a Christmas Eve service in Japan and watched an actual submersion baptism where they put someone completely underwater as a baptism. Can you baptize people on Christmas Eve? 
I think you can baptize people whenever you, <laughs> you like. You can baptize them whenever you want. <laughs> okay. Whenever the spirit leads them. Okay. I am going to go with... God. I think number two, Jace pooping his pants and stuff <laughs> is probably not true. But honestly, it might be. <laughs> I'm going to say two. That was the truth. You think You're wrong. I'm lie. sorry. What? <laughs> my first acting role was playing baby Jesus in a nativity play. My mom and dad were Mary and Joseph, and I did oh poop my. in my diaper during the play, and they couldn't so change me because did. it was during <laughs> the play. Because you were Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. Which one was the lie? Uh, the lie is about the Christmas Eve service. Um, we did oh. go to a Christmas Eve service in Japan. That's what I thought. But there was not However, an actual submersion baptism. You were so close with suspecting that. Yeah, yeah. you were very close. Oh, you were very close. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Baptisms yeah, are generally that? not a Christmas Eve thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think it's allowed. I'm sure if you really wanted to. I guess. But they'd be but like, we've got some other shit going weird. on right but now. But they'd probably be it's like... Kind of that whole same phenomenon of like making the day about yourself when it's not about yourself. Right. That yeah, would be a little exactly. weird. Yeah. Unless exactly. it was like they were doing a play where they were reenacting John the Baptist baptizing uh, Jesus, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a whole That's other good. thing. That's okay. Good. Are you ready for round three? Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm owing you guys drinks now, so. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Alright, Deads, take it away. Okay, so. Mary, Joseph, and uh-huh. baby Jesus uh-huh. fled to Egypt um, after baby Jesus was born, obviously. But the reason they fled to Egypt is because they learned that King Herod, who was the king of the Jews at that yeah. time, yeah. Um, was going to enact a law that he was going to start rationing food to Jerusalem. Um, it was handed down from the Romans. So okay. Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus were like, no, fuck that. We're going to Egypt where there's no food rationing. Okay, that's thing number one. Okay. okay. Thing number two is that at one point during Jesus's life, he was up on a hilltop and Satan was trying to tempt him to sort of defy God or go against his teachings. And at one point, Satan dared Jesus to jump off the cliff and to prove that he was immortal and wouldn't die. What? He was like, Jesus, dare you to do some base jumping without a parachute right now and not die. Oh my God, did he do it? No, Jesus was, no, because this is Satan tempting Jesus, right? So Jesus is like, no, brah, I'm Jesus. I don't need to prove myself to you. Uh, okay. 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 All right. Okay. Um, Last um, thing. Also, during Jesus's heyday, mm-hmm. you know, when he was the most popular, his friend Lazarus died. Okay. Lazarus was dead for four days. For four days. Yep. And Jesus was so sad about it that he went and brought him back to life. After being dead for four days. Like, out of the grave. Like, raised him up. Like, out of the grave, yeah. Those are your things. What? Do you need a recap of the things? Something about devils so the first okay, jumping so the first off of cliffs. Yes. And mm-hmm. fleeing to Egypt because of food rations. Right. And you raised me up by Josh Groban. <laughs> yep. That was the fourth bonus thing. You got it. That was the fourth bonus, the bonus point. 
Oh my god, you guys. How does anyone get this? I mean, I'm a good memorizer, but God. I want to know how our listeners at home are doing. Please send us I'm your sure scores. I'm sure they're doing at the great. <laughs> Not me, Miss Atheist Lady. Uh-huh. Okay, let's think about this. Because King Herod was in the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Hmm, well And, done. you know, I don't remember them ever leaving. And wouldn't King Herod have been, like, super fucking old by the time Jesus Christ Superstar happened if they left as a baby? Mmm. Yeah. It's good to call on your musical theater knowledge. I know. That's I like all that, that I got. Musical that is all that I got. And, <laughs> and as for, like, the devil and shit and having mm-hmm. him jump and stuff, I, I could see that happening. Like, you know, not really. Obviously, this is a story. But I could see that happening. Um, and as for the last thing, Lazarus, that, that sounds like a familiar name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you guys are sneaky. So it could have been like, oh no, it was three days, but three days was Jesus. <laughs> mm, Lazarus, I don't know. Jesus has the point. monopoly um, on three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's why, it going to be? Would... God damn it. Um, I'm going to go with number one as the lie. Did Yay! I get it? Well Yay! done. You got, got it. You oh my got god, one. musical theater knowledge. Yeah, yes. well, so but the truth is Yeah, go for they it. They actually did flee to Egypt when Jesus oh. was a baby, but not because King Herod wasn't acting irrational, it's because King Herod heard this rumor, like there was this rumor that there was this prophecy that there was gonna be a new king of the Jews that had been born, and he could not stand for that, and so he ordered for all of the baby boys in Jerusalem to be killed. Oh yeah. So it's actually a much, um, much more like horrible inconceivable. Something much worse, thing. actually, yes. yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that they fled that to led them okay. to flee to Egypt, yes. You guys are sneaky sneaks. We are sneaky sneaks. Well, you know. Yeah. Anyways, that I learned a lot about Jesus and mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. And about so, Dedeker and my acting careers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, and the Virgin Mary at the age of five, that probably was my first role. Yeah. If yeah. I recall correctly. Yeah. yeah. I had a little I bit of an earlier start both. than you. Exactly. But, you yeah, know, you did. I was you only, I was only a couple of At least, like, I didn't poop myself on stage, though. <laughs> I was so nervous, I just shit myself on stage. <laughs> I can assure you both and all of the people who are listening that I have never once been in a nativity play. Hmm. Never once. Or maybe we can change that. There's still time. Maybe we can somehow. There's still time. There's still time. I would be like, maybe we we can cobble together a nativity play at the church just for the sake of. That would be good. I would be Mary Magdalene, obviously. Because Mary Magdalene wasn't really around at the birth of Christ. Not in the nativity play. But you you could be like the angel of the Lord that comes to the wise men and tells them. And to the shepherds. Yeah. You could definitely be the the angel that comes to the Angels we have heard on high? Yeah, you'd be the the angel that we have heard on high. Yeah, exactly. Singing stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing of Christmas that I know are Christmas carols. Those I know. Like from Handel's Messiah. Like, and the angel said unto them, fear not. And like, you know, the the whole thing about, you know, it's a soprano part. You probably wouldn't sing it, but (laughs) no, it's cool. I definitely wouldn't. (laughs) All righty. Well, that was well, that was illuminating. (laughs) Thank you everybody for joining us for this inaugural round of two truths and a lie. If you have suggestions, more. For future Two Truths and a Lie um, events that you would like us to do, please send those to info at multiamory.com or tweet those to us at multiamory. Or if you want to be sneaky and send them to just one of us, 
You can oh, send God. an email to Emily at Multiamory.com, Jace <laughs> at Multiamory.com, or Dedeker at Multiamory.com, and uh, give us some suggestions for some Two Truths and a Lie. And also let us know how you did. <laughs> We'd love to hear how our <laughs> listeners did. I really want to hear. trivia. Yeah, let's let's hear who else was raised evangelical. Yes. I bet uh, so many people got 100%, even who weren't raised that way. I just well. am living in a hole. We'll, we will find out. No, I don't think... I don't know. I don't think you are. I think there's a lot of things that Jason and I assume everybody knows just because of our upbringing that yeah. actually like not a lot of people know about. And you we did make right. this a little hard. You're correct. This and was yeah, yeah. This yeah. was not easy. So It seemed very difficult. Well done. I'm proud yeah. of you for getting one, though. I was Thank worried. You. I was worried you were going to get mm-hmm. zero right. You're like, <laughs> she's not going to get any of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Well, thank you all very much. Happy holidays. Have a, a happy, happy poly days. Uh, I'm dreaming and, of a white Christmas. Yes, I'm also dreaming of a white Christmas. And we will see Not you. Not going to happen in LA. We will see you next week for the post Christmas times. Uh, and uh, we will be looking forward to starting a new year with all of you whom we love very much. Bye bye. See you next week, you guys. See you next week. <laughs>